And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, made a statement five times in the Bible called weeping and gnashing of teeth. Or you could leave the G as a silent and say weeping and gnashing of teeth. He said, There'll be a day when there will be such a thing that will happen where you will weep and you will grind your teeth. Now that speaks of regret. Are you all with me? Regret. Where you will grind your teeth and say, I wish I had done better. Because you see, I'm sure all those that will go to hell one day, God forbid, they will definitely be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But I don't want to just refer to those that's going to be sent to eternal damnation. I am now also looking at those that will just just make it into heaven. Because I'm sure some of you will just just make it before the gates close. (laughs) That's the mercy of God. Amen? Because I don't think anybody deserves to go to heaven, isn't it? You are saved by grace and mercy. But, when you get there, your, 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 your mind will still be working. In the afterlife, you will still remember. Because the story of the rich man and Lazarus tells you that he remembered Abram he remembered Lazarus, so there'll be a remembrance. Yo, yo. Say, shall can't on ho. Say, shall on ho, say, he has shut it in more. To the reins who fall and they're net net gama. Say, shall on ho, you will remember how the preacher preached. I will remember what was your reaction. You will remember. Pray that when you remember, there will be joy in your heart that that day was a special day for me. Lest it not be the day of weeping and grinding of teeth. And I'm going to try to show you today just one of the grindings of the teeth that is coming for us. You know, as I look at my pastors here, these are all pastors, leaders. We need more. 
we are, we are praying that you will also say, Here am I, Lord, use me. Because the harvest is big. The laborers are few. And these are not perfect people. I'm struggling with these people. When I was reading the book of appointments called The Gifts of Government, I realized you can also de-appoint a pastor. You can appoint him, but you can also revoke the appointment and de-appoint him. Say, sekom. But now what they crazy draw. And the boorkie aan het. Toen hy niks vir God nie. So there is de-appointment and de-consecration. And let me tell you straight away, all pastors that were once part of us that have left this church, today I de-appoint and de-consecrate them. Unless they are appointed pastors in the churches they are. Because I find that people become pastors here and when the devil comes into them and madness comes into them and they leave, they still want to walk around with my burki. And they want to be pastors all over. If you see them in the street, call them brother and sister. No longer pastor. There where they go, they must ordain them. Not here. You are ordained here just for year. Do you understand? In this battalion, in this platoon, we hear the army. Is he with me? So pray that you are not de-appointed as you sit here. Because some of you are ticking the boxes for the appointment. This is a army. I tell you, I say this is a army. Sprati moi imet makani. We make you understand what because this is no joke that we are busy with. But some of you have made a joke of it. You'll they'll be weeping and they'll be gnashing of your teeth. Because in heaven there's going to be a reward viewing stand. Are you here? And you're going to receive rewards. The Bible talks about crowns. We often have this thing that not all of you will wear a crown. Crowns are given according to the works you have done. And from you have done, from you, Fran Vanilla. Vanilla, it's so mungadun. Yella gaat net die Ellis Ben draan hier, man. Pity the rain has kept a lot of people away because this is a very important message. Matthew 22 verse 2. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king. This is the King James Version. Maybe we can read in the other version. It's my TV camera is not here. Huh? Forgive. Let me read here. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king who made a marriage for his son. He sent forth his servants to call them and... They were invited to the wedding. Amen. But they would not come. Hey, say they would not come. They were invited and they would not come. How many of you have ever been invited and you did not go? Many of you, yeah. 
again. Oh, I like this. He sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are invited, I have prepared my dinner, my lamb chops, my ribs, my chicken with marinade, all is ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it. They made light of the invitation. Mm. They went their way. One to his farm. Another to his business. Merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. The remnant is those that were left. They treated the servants badly and slew them. Are you with me? People were invited to the wedding. They did not come. Then he sent them an, a second opportunity. Isn't God good? God gives you another chance. Amen. If, if we had failed by the first time, I don't think many of us would be here, but God gives us another chance. Hallelujah. And then those, they didn't want to hear the servants of the, the, that were sent. They disregarded them. They disrespected them. Like many people disrespect pastors and have just bad things to say about pastors and criticize pastors. Then he tried to tell them how nice the food is, that they must still come. But they treated them spitefully. Say spitefully. They treated the messengers spitefully. Every pastor, every elder that is sent to you is a messenger from God. Pray that you don't treat them spitefully. Amen. When the king heard of this, he was very angry. Then he sent forth his armies. See the ranks here again, the armies here. He sent forth his armies and destroyed the murderers and burnt up their city. Then said his servants, the wedding is ready, but they which were invited were not worthy. Hey! Go therefore into the highways and as many as you shall find, invite them to the marriage. Invite them to the marriage. And those servants went out into the highways and gathered together as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man which had not a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how comest thou in here not having a wedding garment? This man was speechless. Then said the king to his servants, Bind up this man, hand and foot, take him away, cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but only a few are chosen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. There will be an eternal regret one day. And what is this regret? This is the regret. Just two things. This regret, number one, is you will regret that you were among the many who were called, but not among the few 
that were chosen. Amen. I always remember this scripture because my mother, before she died, she was not well on a sick bed. She called me and she said this scripture to me. She said, Many are called, but few are chosen. And then she said, You are chosen. There was, my mother was the first one who recognized the call of God on my life. How blessed is a parent when they can recognize that the child is a special calling of God on his and her life. Amen? But here we see in the story how people were invited to a party. How many of you like parties? How many of you like parties? Okay, only those whose hands were up. Stay after church. We are giving cake. We are giving cake on the left hand side. The rest of you, you don't like parties, I won't force you. Amen. But instead of many people coming to the party, only a few came in the story we are reading to you. Amen. Many took the invitation lightly. Many went their own way. They did their own thing. Now there are two things here. I can talk about salvation. Because you are called by God to be born again. Amen. And many take this invitation lightly. But the day you open your eyes on the other side of the grave, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Are you hearing me? Now number two, I'm talking about the call of God. Because that is what this service is about. You've been called to work for God, but you say, no, I have business, I have a farm, I have merchandise. I'll come to church, but pastor, don't ask too much of me. I'll give you Sunday morning, because I love Sunday mornings, when I smell the fried chicken, and dressing up my clothes that I bought at Foshini. Because I work in the factory, so there's no place I can wear this clothes. I must wear boots in the factory, but now I can wear my aisle shoes. Bought at Mr. Price, buy one, get one free. So people come to church, but they are not serious. They are called, but not chosen. Few people respond properly to this great invitation. And Jesus said there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus predicted that people would regret not taking God seriously. Please listen to me. You're going to regret you didn't take God seriously. You even, you even mock our ceremony here today. Do you think it's not necessary to have such pomp and pious as Maneta care? Parliament, that's the right man. Maneta care. You take God lightly. You take God for a joke. Hmm? 
You will regret for the whole of eternity that you did not take the call of God with the seriousness that it deserves. You didn't want to work for God. You set God aside and you said to God, you are disposable and expendable. Now, I give you two big words and I actually made a photo of it because I wanted to explain to you what does it mean? If you say God is disposable, do you know what it means? Disposable is what you can buy in the shop. Something that you can use and throw away. Are you with me? So you get disposable razor. Amen. Some people make God disposable. Pastor, pastor, but for my pastor. It's going bad, it's going bad, pastor, pray for me, I need God. And God in his mercy, he does something good for you. But then what do you do? You take God and you, because you have used him and you have no longer use for God. You make God disposable. I give you the definition. Are you still here? Jesus Disposable means intended to be thrown away after use. One pastor said, you forget about it. Nobody sees the spare tire. It's forgotten. But in a time of emergency, I said, I regroup this spare tire as he popped me. Stop using God as a spare tire. Brother, sister, you've been invited here. Maybe you've come because somebody invited you. This morning, God wants you to be serious with Him. To stop taking him lightly. To stop using him as a disposable item. Are you listening? The second word was expendable. Expendable. This was used in Rambo. Rambo 2, when he was talking to that Chinese girl on the rocks. You remember Rambo? She asked Rambo, why did they send him here? So he said, because they believe I'm expendable. Now, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I say, yeah, Rambo is expendable. But what, <laughs> what it actually means is this. You are of relatively little significance. And therefore able to be abandoned and destroyed. In other words, we'll use Rambo for the mission. But if he doesn't come back, he's alright. He's of no significance. If they kill him, it's not a big thing for us. He can be destroyed. God. Oh. That's it. God.
does not want to be seen as expendable or disposable. Are you listening? If you go home this afternoon and your mother says, what did you learn in church? You say, dispendable and disposable. Your mother is not further than Amen. God wants to be first in your life. Are you listening? So even my pastors here, some of them are using God as an expendable and disposable. God is not first in their lives. It's a struggle sometimes to get them all to come to the things that God is busy with. And like even you, many of you, I mean really now, pray that you won't ever open your eyes and be regretful of how you treated God. You are invited to a supper. You say, ah, suka na mensa mi kerkouni. Just the feel. Pay attention to God, my friend, because He wants you to do it and He also deserves it. Amen. God wants to be first in your life and you will always want the first position. Say Amen. So you are invited to a supper by the Lord. You must accept it and don't treat it lightly. You're invited to salvation. You're invited to give your lives to Christ. You are also invited to work for God in the church, to be of service for Him. Amen? I wish I had time, I would have told you of the benefits and the privileges of being called. Because to be saved is the grace of God, but to be called is extra grace. Ah, you're not doing God a favor. Actually, God is doing you a favor. Because you are being called out and you are being elevated above the rest of the assembly. God is doing you a favor. My last point. It's a short message today, but a very important message. You will regret being called, but not being chosen. Because you didn't accept the invitation. Invitation for what? To work for the Lord, Pastor. Bring my poster here. We work for a lot. We work for a lot. In this church, we work for a lot. Amen? We want everybody to have this mind that we work for a lot. I don't know why my poster is being thrown there, Pastor Robin. That is a very important poster. Put it there also. So they see it's here. That's why we are making more elders and more pastors because we need workers for the Lord. In our church, you have the rankings. Number one is a it's a church member. Amen. Next week we produce we, we're gonna have new church members here. Next week is cake and tea again. Hey! For those who like parties, only the few, okay? Church member. Then the next rank is committed member. Those who pay tithes. Because <laughs> we've got church members, they don't pay tithes, right? So when, when it's funerals and stuff, they say, 
ek behoort aan die kerk, that's how we know their members, we don't know them by tithing, we know them by pastor, ek behoort ook aan die kerk, ons ga jou begrawe, skien die jylte man, een voet uitstiek ma, sy het ook mos even die jyre die volle tiende gegeen, so, Then after that we get cell leaders. Then you start to have a group. You become a shepherd. Ah, then you get higher ranks of cell leaders that have one or two shots. Then you become an elder because this is when you are, you are more committed and you start to work for the Lord. Amen. And then the ranks go up. You become a pastor because your area of influence is bigger and bigger and bigger. Till you become a reverend minister and eventually you can become like me, bishop-elect. Hmm. But there's nothing to do with being proud because I'm going to show you now in the second uh, line how God is going to make you regret because you were proud. Amen? You will eternally regret that you didn't put on the clothes of righteousness. Amen? He found a man in the, in the wedding after the people came. Eventually, they came. Those of the highways and the byways, they came because those that were invited, they didn't come. Uh, so then he saw this man sitting without proper clothing. And then he said to the man, oh, why did you come to this party and you're not dressed properly? He told his servants, tie him up. Tie him up and throw him into outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. What does it mean that the man was not dressed properly? It doesn't mean really just the clothes we wear, the physical clothes we wear here today. Amen? We're not very fussy about what you wear to church. You can come to church, what makes you comfortable. All right? Yeah, it be a man. Just cover most parts of your body. No, let the pastor langs you strikel. He must say, oop, he kreis so much. He weighs he like he is not the whole time here by you. But, but for what type of clothing, we, we don't have a fuss. All right. So you just understand. When I talk about you must be clothed properly. I'm not referring to physical clothing. Are you listening? I'm referring to the adjustment you will make when you are called by God for his work. Amen. Many people who are called by God do not adjust their lives to the call of God. And my pastors, listen to me this morning. You must adjust your life to the call of God. You can't give me an excuse every time when you must do God's work. That you're busy with other things because you have committed your life to other things. And you haven't made an adjustment for God's work. Amen. It is a great thing to be called of God. Say amen. But you must adjust yourself to God's conditions. God will not just accept you anyhow. Yes, you must have the proper clothing if you want to work for God. If you play golf, I, I started to play golf some two, three years ago. Then I didn't realize that you can't come dressed anyhow. You're like any D, sporty, just must know for you. Right, men, sir. 
Kom ik met de met de sweetertje met de kroonekie. Hallo, ze nee, maar nee, ze kan niet hier spelen. Hier is Sandy. Sandy works for a golf club, isn't it? Come here. Tell them. They think I'm lying. You can't play golf with the jeans. You can't even play golf with the traction pants with that three stripes. I want to school is dry here in the street. Abibas, Adidas. You must have a proper golf pants on. Is it true? It's true, Pastor. And if you want to play and you can't go home, you'll find 500 rand, maybe more, if you want to play in that. Otherwise, you can't play at all. You can play, but you must pay 500 rand. You must, and then your shirt can't hang over your pants. Proper clothing, the golf course. And then you can't wear a round neck, you must be a, a, a collar. Like, a, what do they, a golfer? A golf. Like they call a golfer. Yes, Pastor. Okay, check on a cheap golfer, but at least I'm not a golfer. For yellow, but will golf spiel, ne? Thank you, Sandy. Then also, certain restaurants. I'm helping you. Praat nou nie van Kentucky en die cheap Bombay plekke wat ons kan. You can't wear anything. Well, once some, my, some pastor gave me a, a voucher to go to eat at a nice restaurant. The first time I came, I saw a big uh, thing. He also told me, the pastor don't wear jeans. They don't allow jeans there. Can you believe it? You can't enter with a jean and don't wear tackies. You must wear proper shoes. And don't like, you, I think you, don't wear a tracksuit top, you must wear a blazer. Yeah, a jacket, wear a jacket. Yay. That day me and my wife sent off to this. I say, hey, dag like ek smart you. So when I got to the door, this guy took off my jacket from behind. Then you walk with my jacket, there's a room there where they hang your coats. I say, brother, where are you going with my jacket, brother? I didn't understand the protocol. My wife said, you're a for you, man. She can out it you angan. I say, my party, man, my party. Why can't you wear anything? Let me explain to you. Your poor dressing will degrade and demean the image of the hotel or the golf course. I repeat, your poor dressing will degrade. It bring it off. It bring it off. It make it scar it off. The image of the golf course. Now, in the same way, ladies and gentlemen, your poor dressing degrades the kingdom of God. And your dressing is not your clothes that I'm talking about. I'm talking about your righteousness. Amen? Your dressing is two things. Number one, your righteousness. Aha. Uh -huh. Isaiah 61.10, listen to the word of the Lord. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. There's the clothing, right? What is the clothes? The garment of salvation. 
He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. Glory to God. And as a bridegroom does check with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with jewels. So you are dressed with righteousness. Everybody say righteousness. Mm. So you must make an adjustment. Amen. People that are called and are chosen is adjustment. Kan nie meer so vloek soos hy gevloek het in die fletse nie. Amen. Kan nie meer so sigarette rook soos hy gerook het nie. Adjustment. Righteousness. Imagine you come for counseling and I'm smoking. So tell me what's your problem. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't look right for a pastor, for an elder. You must make adjustment. Can I tell you more? Say what's your sex? And say, see, getrouwte. Say, ena. You, you can't do that. And you want to be called into the kingdom. Your, your clothing of unrighteousness degrades the value of the kingdom. You got to stop it. You got to make adjustments. You lay, you, 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 you. <laughs> it's a bitter word for laziness in Afrikaans. You lay it, no? Ek nou amper die verkeerde woord gesê. As leiheid, ne? You're laziness. You can't get up early to pray. You must make an, eh? Can't spend a long time in church. You can't. You must make an, eh? Because you must wear the clothes of righteousness. Can you steal, ne? Hmm? Some people think they're righteous. If they're not stealing a lot, they're just stealing a little. <laughs> Pastor, I'm not smoking 20 cigarettes, only one. No, 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 no. You must let these things go. I'm not drinking vodka anymore, just a castle. You can't do these things. Not if you're called into the kingdom for the work of God. You must put on the clothing of righteousness. Hallelujah. And the last part of the garment is the clothing of humility. Righteousness and humility. Are you with me? Where do we find this? 1 Peter 5.5 5. Your dressing speaks of humility. You must be clothed with this humility. Listen to 1 Peter 5.5 5. Put it in the NLT. I'll turn my back. Oh, they did bring me the TV. Beautiful. In the same way, you younger men must accept the authority of the elders. All of you serve each other in humility. For God opposes the proud but favors the humble. King James says that clothed in humility. King James, look there. Put it in the yellow. Likewise, be younger, submit yourself unto the elder. All of you be subject to one another and be clothed with humility. Put on the garment of humility because God resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble. Are you, are you understanding this? 
So Jesus was really talking about righteousness and humility. He said, if you don't have that clothing on, you're not fit to come into the kingdom. You must be tied up and you must be chucked out and you will have eternal regret. You, you will grind your teeth because if I only had this, if I only had it. Ah, Righteousness involves serious adjustments and adaptations to your life. You will have to stop with wicked practices and evil things. It even means to cut off your arm or your leg so you can be free to serve in the kingdom. If you are not prepared to do this, you will not qualify. To have the cloak of humility, you will have to lower yourself and walk in meekness. Say amen. You must walk in forgiveness. Amen. It means you have to put on the cloak of humility. Hey, it's not easy to forgive, Lord, but help us to forgive. Walking without arrogance. You mustn't be arrogant. You mustn't be overconfident. It's a sign that you have put on the cloak of humility. Stop fighting and quarreling. It means you are putting on the garment of humility. The Bible says in Proverbs 13 by 10, only by pride cometh arguments. Only by pride cometh these arguments. It is time for you to put on these garments. All those that will be ordained today must wear this cloth. We can put on a black suit for you. That's just an outer sign. But the real garment is righteousness and humility. Can you take an instruction? Can you be told what to do? Many people from a certain tribe in South Africa starts with the letter C. You can't tell them what to do. They say, Nie vir my nie man. They vraag for me. Don't talk to me. Talk to my lawyer, they say. You see, you're not humble. You can't be told what to do. You can't be told when to come. You can't be told when to go. You don't have the garments. And I know that's why many people don't, don't really want to be part of BMI because it's, it's too much expected to wear a cloak of humility. Hmm? But when you have this cloak, you will start to do great things for the Lord. Amen. And you will be accepted by the Father. May the, may the traces of pride be cut off your life. Pride or traces of Satan. Yes. Because Satan is filled with pride, arrogance, and rebellion. But the Lord delivers you. You know, even to come for prayer, you must let go your pride. And you must walk to the altar and say, Lord, my life needs to be changed. Won't you change me? I want to put on the garment of righteousness and of holiness. Otherwise, I can't, the garment of humility. Otherwise, I can't be used in the kingdom. It's the required clothing for this work. Righteousness, humility. Bow your heads in prayer. Hallelujah.
Father, we lack these things. Today we ask for help. That we will wear these garments. May we be those that are chosen and not take the invitation lightly. May we not be disposable and expendable. Cover us with this robe of righteousness and this clothing of humility. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I hope I'll never regret that I didn't come when God invited me. I hope I never say I want to go do more. Now is the time to do that. That God is talking to you in your heart. Maybe somebody invited you, yeah. But this morning as I spoke, you felt God talking to you. There's a garment of righteousness you must put on. And a garment of humility. You want to commit your life to Christ. You want to be completely surrendered to Him. I want to pray with you. I want you to put up your right hand. And I don't want you to be shy about it. Say, Pastor, as you were preaching, I believe God is talking to me. Put up your right hand now, right there where you are. And now I want you to be bold and come out of your seat and then just come to the blue carpet. Stand in front here. I'm going to pray for you. I don't want you to be shy about it. Can we all stand? The congregation stand and that people can come. Give him your life today. Yes. Come on. To Jesus, let him have his way. Come on Beautiful. to Jesus, give him your life today. Come on to Jesus, let him have his way. Beautiful. I want you to say these words after me. Mean it with all your heart. Say, dear God, I come to you today. I come to you today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I heard the preacher say, I heard the preacher say, I must wear a garment of righteousness. I must wear a garment of righteousness and a garment of humility. And a garment of humility. I heard that you are inviting me. I heard that you are inviting me to a wedding feast, to a wedding feast. And now I've come. And now I have come. I'm sorry for my mistakes. I'm sorry for my mistakes. I'm sorry for all my sins. I'm sorry for all my sins. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please wash me. Please wash me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. Write my name. 
write my name in the book of life in the book of life lord lord i want to work for you i want to work for you i want to be chosen i want to be chosen i want to be called i want to be called but i also want to be chosen but i also want to be chosen give me the grace give me the grace to serve you to serve you and work for you and work for you in jesus name in jesus name amen amen and i think pastor chris ross shared very well he explained the message very well so i think i'm going to ask him to share every day you know the archbishop brought the prophet and i'm also bringing you <laughs> so you you, you explained the, the word very nicely to all of us amen Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages of Pastor Chris, tune in to Chris Ross Ministries podcast. Remember, faith cometh by hearing.